0: Welcome to my travel podcast, Lights of Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. My passenger today has been at the forefront of fashion for over 20 years. He's literally dressed everyone, from Sienna Miller, Kieran Knightley, to the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate Middleton herself. He is now an award-winning British interior designer who I work with on Interior Design Masters. All the way from Mallorca, I say, Buenas Dias, Matthew Williamson. This is the final boarding call for Matthew Williamson. This is the final boarding call for Matthew Williamson. Matthew Williamson, this is your final
1: boarding call! Matthew! Hello.
0: Hello, welcome to Alan Air.
1: Thank you very much, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Last time I saw you was Interior Design Masters, that was fun, weren't it?
1: yeah it was a lot of fun wasn't it it was so nice to see you it was um such a pleasure because that program's intense oh
0: in it just
1: yeah it's kind of you know these poor kids are sort of thrown into the crazy world of tv which you know all about but i guess if you know nothing about it it's such a baptism of fire you know you You kind of expect to be a good designer and then do it on camera, which is really, really tough. So I really felt for them.
0: And the thing is, though, you couldn't even hug them at the end, could you? They just said, I'm afraid you're going home. And then they sort of shuffled off. And then I said something like, it's only the beginning of your career. And then the door slammed. And then you like, you never
1: got to see it. No, it's very bizarre, like judging a, a, you know, two metre distance from everyone and anything. And. The finale that sort of warm glass of Prosecco with no, no, no. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of hard to celebrate at a distance,
0: <laughs> and there always seemed to be a militant nurse around with a two meter stick who'd like just come out of nowhere and say, Back off! And you're like, I'm trying to celebrate with the winners, <laughs>
1: exactly. No, it was a very surreal experience, but um you know, it's a great show. I'm glad that it's in its second series. And, you know, there should be more shows like that on telly. I think it was a really, um, you know, great thing to be part of.
0: Yeah. Well, it was back in, we're filming again in June. So you'll have to come back on as a judge, please.
1: Count me in.
0: Now, listen, let's talk about holidays. and You're actually in Mallorca as we speak.
1: Yeah, I am indeed.
0: Now, whenever I hear Mallorca, I remember a time when I went to Mallorca and ended up being dragged on stage in Magaloof and being ridden by someone in a uh, <laughs> Newcastle United top. Okay. Now, you're not in Magaloof, are you? Or Shagamuff, as someone told me who lived there. That's what they called
1: it. No, unfortunately, I'm not. And I'm not being, <laughs> rid- I'm not being ridden by anything, I'm, I'm afraid. No. Oh, sorry ha-
0: to hear that. Get yourself to the other side of the island, love. They're gagging for it.
1: Sort myself out. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a uh, it was news to me as well. Like, I mean, Majorca is made up of many many parts, and I came here about six years ago now, and I was then uh, I had a career in fashion, so I went to see a friend, and she sort of took one look at me and saw that my face was really grey and ashen and a bit stressed and depressed, and she just very kindly handed me a bunch of keys and said go and stay in my house you need a weekend break and I looked at her and said where's that because she's you know she's a lot of homes this lady um so I <laughs> was kind of hope hoping for Barbados or <laughs> Mo- Monaco <Yeah>. perhaps <laughs> she's like no it's Mallorca so I was like oh okay I guess I just had those flashbacks of as you rightly say being ridden in Magaluf and and sort of <laughs> bucket and spade holidays so It wasn't really on my radar as a place to go, but I ended up there anyway um, in this big sort of gated palatial home. And then I woke up the next morning and there was a driver outside. And this lady said to me, hello, Mr. Williamson, I'm your driver for the day. Where would you like to go? And I said, I have no idea at Mm -hmm. all. You tell me. And she just did a 360 sort of scan of my body, sort of up and down. And then she went, ah, okay. we need to go to Dea. And I was like, OK. Do
0: you get a bit pissed off that people just keep looking at you thinking, God, he needs a tan or a break? It's a bit insulting, isn't it?
1: It's so <laughs> insulting. No, it was, very, it was actually quite sweet because she was not wrong. I was knackered.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. I was
1: like, what am I doing? It was relentless fashion shows back to back. You know, the cyclical nature of fashion, it's a beast. It was a beast. And it was just. I'd been doing it for 20 years and I was kind of wanting a break. And this girl just said, look, you know, I think it's time. You need to do that. You need to decompress. Just stop working 48 hours and go. Um, So, yeah, so I ended up in this tiny little village in the back of this beautiful car one afternoon and just sort of fell in love with everything that I saw. And so, so I guess to your original point, I was kind of scratching my head going, well, this isn't Magalof. There's no sort of, you know, uh, meal deals. There's no sangria. It's all very quaint, very sort of picturesque. Yeah. It's, it's in the Tramontana Mountains. And...
0: It's a World Heritage site as well, isn't it? And it's, yeah. it's stunning. I mean, your house is stunning. I've seen it on Instagram and also in, mag- in magazines. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. You must think, God, you've landed on your feet there. It's stunning.
1: I mean, it was not stunning when I bought it because I, I took that trip and then decided I'm going to buy a house. And I had every intention of it being a sort of holiday home thing because I was quite happy in London and was about to change my career and pivot from fashion to interiors. But this just sort of happened, you know, one of those things in life where you don't necessarily plan it, Um And it just so happened that it's turned out that it's become my main residence, which sounds very... Oh, it does, (laughs) love. um, One of two residents. So... Yeah, I've sort of landed on my feet, I suppose.
0: Oh no, that sounds like you haven't worked for it. I mean, oh, you've landed on your feet. No, I just mean you needed yeah. a break. You—it's so nice to find somewhere that a, a you fall in love with, and you think this is perfect. Yeah, because, no, it... no, because I—I know. Um, I've always wanted to go there, and, and this is me being a bit of a snob. But and after, obviously, once you've been ridden on the strip in Magaluf, you have flashbacks, and it's like you know. And I see.
1: Oh, for life.
0: I know, honestly, I was sick outside the open-air market. And I remember, you know, those Dolce & Banana underpants. And every time I see a pair of them, I go, oh, I get triggered.
1: Right. It's torment. It's going to stay with you, that, for a very long time, isn't it? Uh It maybe maybe needs to be whitewashed from your memory. but Because I can see you up in the mountains, Alan. I can see you padding around very happily with a little Negroni, maybe a straw hat.
0: Oh, yes. On a donkey.
1: Possibly checking into La Residencia, a very glamorous hotel. I can see it now.
0: Well, listen, speaking of that, I want to stay there. And then I clicked on the website. There's the Matthew Williamson suite. What's that all about? Surely you can get me a discount, babes. That
1: was. It was like a little, a little inadvertent plug I did there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing it. Oh, no, but yeah, I did. I, when I moved here, they very kindly offered me this suite um, to renovate. They'd not touched it for years and decades. And, wh- I, and then I now see that why they asked me was um, basically because I live here and they can tell their guests that you know, the suite they're in is designed by a local designer, British designer. Yeah. So it's got quite a nice narrative. And you know, I put my heart and soul into it. I loved doing it. Um, so, yeah, it's just down the road. I'm there all the time when you can actually go in a hotel. I'm there Ooh. all the time.
0: I'm coming over to stay there. I am. Not your house at La Residentia because I want to stay there. Don't worry, I'm not um, imposed.
1: Yeah, it would be such a great time if you did.
0: Oh, I'd love to. Now, is it true Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones, they live around there? Do you ever see them? Uh,
1: yes, they do and no, I don't. Oh, They live in a ridiculously m- magnificent Um, estate. is the only way I can describe it. It's a kind of, um, it's about 10 minutes from where I live in a car, five, 10 minutes. And it's down a sort of dirt track, for want of a better word. And it's right on the edge of the sea. It's quite, Mallorca's quite rugged. It's quite raw. It's not sort of sandy beaches and so on. It's, you know, they're on the cliff edge and it's white and it just sparkles and there's no neighbours and it's got a million palm trees. It's epic. But no, I've never spotted him, but I do hear stories of other people that have spotted him. Um, but, yeah, so far, not me. So I keep looking out, though, keep my eye out.
0: Well, maybe when I come over, we could have a double date, me, you, Catherine Zeta and him.
1: We could do that, indeed. Because I know the restaurant, because whenever he moves, if ever he does come here and he moves anywhere out of his house, it yeah. gets put into the local papers. Oh, poor sods. Literally, like... News flash Michael Douglas has moved because <laughs> a, you know he's gone to the shop or he's, he's, he's been spotted in a car. Um, so yeah, what's so, he like? But, <laughs> but it's kind of like you know, anything that happens in Mallorca, it just becomes huge. Like <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. summer, there was a boat apparently, like this enormous cruise ship that sort of slowly sailed its way in, and the anticipation on the island sort of like fever pitch for days. So <laughs> like, who is it? Who is it? And it turned out Oprah OpenWimfy was on it. Oh so it, it was almost like a local festival. <laughs> just this sort of like, yay, Oprah's out there somewhere. <laughs> Very strange. So yeah. Um that's Mallorca. But no, I love it. And um it's it's, you know, gorgeous temperature. It's now just getting that sort of they call them the shoulder months
0: is that because you get your shoulders out
1: well it could yeah that's probably <laughs> another way of looking at it um <laughs> but I get. I guess it's like for me as a Brit like July or July and August is just right off they're just it's too hot it's yeah yeah painfully hot you can't move you can actually it's quite nice because you then can just become really Spanish and go oh good morning now I'm going for siesta you just you, you know it's, you can't Get any motivation? You just want to sit down or lie down in a really cold room. So yes, though now we're in the shoulder months where it's much more pleasant. Do
0: you speak any Spanish? or Are you still like, "Hola, cheesy chips, please"? I can say <laughs> "Hola." I can say "Catal." What's that? How
1: are you? I think "Catal." <laughs> I can't speak a word of it. I'm mortified
0: to say. <gasps> That is shocking for a Brit abroad. I mean, it's not shocking because that's what we're known for, but come on, love. It's definitely shocking. It's actually really painfully embarrassed, embarrassing. Me. Even the man who rode me in Magaloof said, Por favor at the end. <laughs> no, grazie. <laughs> I can say that. But no, it's, I mean, my
1: daughter, she's five and she speaks because there's obviously Spanish and then there's Mallorquin. And she's in a little Mallorquin school in the village down the road. And she's fluent. It's so shameful. Like going to the (laughs) shop to buy some bread. And the the the, the lady there, Francesca, (laughs) is like banging on the Spanish to Sky. I'm like, Hello, (laughs) hola. I can't communicate. It's terrible. But I think it's all down to my childhood. That sort of those scarred early formative years in those French classes. I was so bad. Oh yeah. So shamed at try, you know, like a an English man trying to sound Spanish is really not good. It just doesn't. So I sound like such an an idiot. So I just don't bother. The
0: trouble is, though, when you do go aboard, I, I try because I've got an A level in French, and then you start to speak in French, and then they just they just finish your sentence in English. for you they don't really let you. You know what I mean? Well, they th- they kind of like look at you like,
1: oh, that's really sweet, but should we just cut to English because it's going to be? <laughs> yeah going to be so much better so much more effective it's really sweet you're trying but don't bother
0: and to be on when you say trying you're being very kind to me because I just wrote Jake on. and I'm 15 and I live in Northampton and I have a dog they, it's almost like they don't want to really listen to what I've got to say <laughs>
1: yes. right well there's that as well yes <laughs> no it, I mean it's definitely not one of my skills for sure um I don't know if it ever will be because it feels like such a mountain to start to learn and get to the point where it's relatively understandable legible so yeah i do a lot of sign language a lot of smiling a lot of pointing
0: <laughs> two of those read all about it read all about it michael douglas is doing a big shop so listen, you're one, of the, you're one of the most stylish people I know. Tell me your favourite place you go to, which is just so stylish. You know when you go there, you're going to be inspired, you're going to have the best time, and your creative juices are going to flow. Oh,
1: um, lots of places, because I've travelled I've a lot, for sure, particularly... Back in the day, again, when I was in fashion.
0: Was it all New York, Milan, Paris? Was it like that? I know it's a cliche, but I'm not in fashion. But was that what it genuinely was like? Well, it, it
1: was, yeah. I guess so for fashion shows, there's four sort of cities that you choose to sh- you can choose to show in any of those four you've just mentioned. So we chose to show in New York for five years. So that was twice, three, four times a year, back and forth, you know, um, so those are the sort of fashion hubs, but I suppose for me because of the work that I do it's very conveniently inspired by the places that you talk about yeah. so anywhere that's remotely exotic or sort of culturally rich or color drenched that sort of otherworldly escapist aesthetic but yeah. that's what my work is rooted in you know it's not about gray it's not about angular uh-huh. lines and you know it's a very sort of whimsical playful view on the world my research is travel you know i've luckily been able to carve that out as part of what i do for my research so so yeah so as well as the fashion circuit i used to find myself traveling to those kinds of places so for inspiration so i'd say anywhere like probably in my top three places would be somewhere like bali love a bit of bali. Love India, um, Thailand, um, and to your question, there's a place called a chain of hotels called the Arman Resorts, and I think that's probably the one in Thailand I've been to. There, it's called I want to say the Arman Puri. Um, I'm sure people can fact check that. I'm not sure if it's correct, but anyway, it's an Arman Resort, and it's just uh, how can I describe it? that sort of I suppose then for want of a better word you just yeah yeah and your shoulders drop oh you know, nice you know the structure of the building it's so architecturally perfect everything's symmetrical and it's quite minimal actually but it's so bold and self-assured and it's like boom here I am and the palm trees are symmetrical and everything about it's pretty amazing and the The pool is in the middle of the space, and you know, the scent and the sound, everything's considered. And you do feel a bit like you're in some kind of bizarre out, you know, movie set. It's so manicured and wonderful. So, that for me is sort of high, you know, once in a lifetime. So really,
0: in terms of all this Paris, Milan and, you know, New York, you were probably so stressed and so under that really to you, that doesn't equate holiday, does it? Like to me, I'm like, oh, Paris, I bet you were just working the longest hours pulling your hair out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, I did travel a lot, but it was so, you know, I wasn't in Bali all every month. It was, you know, in fact, now I've been thinking since I knew I was going to chat to you, when is the last time I've actually been on holiday? Like a, because pr- when you live where I live, people think you're on holiday. Yeah, I think, they think I'm wearing a really big straw hat, slipping around with a <laughs> Calippo <Avenica> <laughs> under an olive tree. And I tell you, Alan, it's far from the truth. I'm working like a dog. I never see the light of day. You know, you still got to do everything in Spain. Yeah,
0: you don't know the language. <laughs>
1: Can't speak a word of Spanish. Got no friends. <laughs>
0: I'm in the middle of a siesta. I'm really
1: lonely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this podcast meant to be uplifting. It's, it's <laughs> a talk, you know. I'm going to set up a GoFundMe page for you. Please give generously. <laughs> Boy, help. He needs a holiday.
1: <laughs> no, but it's probably a couple of years since I've actually packed a suitcase with Ambra Soler and that type of oh. stuff and gone Yay, let's go on holiday. And that's largely due to the fact that I have a really small child. And I did try it about two years ago. So she was three. And we decided to go for a month to California. And on paper, it was a brilliant idea. Like, yay, let's go. So we did all the packing, bobbed off on the plane. We chose to stay in this Airbnb house in Santa Barbara. We thought it was quite fancy and it was near we could drive to LA we could drive to uh San Francisco etc it was just bloody grim it was like miserable (laughs) we went in the worst time like it it was February and it just pissed it down all day every day (laughs) a month you know the whole of California was like what the fuck's going on this and historically Spain has really shitty February's And on this February, it was perfect. So we Ah. just went at the wrong time. And then I don't know if anyone who's got a three-year-old going on holiday with it. That ain't no holiday. Not what I signed up to. That's a (laughs) whole different kettle of fish. Um, And this idea of terrible twos, we're like, oh, well, that'll have gone. She's three. Well, no, (laughs) terrible twos, terrible threes, terrible fours. It's only gone now, and she's five. And it's like, okay, maybe now, maybe now we can go on holiday. She's five; she can eat, and she can walk, and she can, you know. Yeah.
0: Because they're ungrateful at that age. Because these holidays are expensive, and look, it says to me as if I've got any bloody kids. But you know what I mean. You're like, I this. You know, I've saved up for this.
1: No, all the yeah. clothes. I mean, you know, the clothes you buy, the food. Yeah, of course. But yeah, you get you don't get um, much of a thank you. Although I am teaching her that to, you know,
0: she's probably saying thank you in Spanish and you can't understand it. (laughs) Gracias, what? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now listen. So when you were younger, where did you go on holiday? Because you're an orphan, aren't you? Do you know what? Can I just say I've been up in uh, Manchester for the last uh, four weeks, and it is so sad seeing it with COVID. All the bars shut, all the pubs shut, all the shops. And, you know, I feel like, it, obviously, everywhere's lost its vibe, but I love Manchester. I love the people and the vibe. It was so hard for me to go up there and yeah. have down Canal Street and everything's shut, and I was like, heartbreaking.
1: Oh. Is it oh. opening up now, though? Is it sort of? coming back to life now are you sensing
0: you can sit outside and eat but you know what people are taking the piss I mean like one bit of you know a bit of tarpaulin and two deck chairs does not a courtyard make do you know what I mean I'm down the road I'm I'm in London and everything and there's someone's just they just stick like a load of chairs out it's like an eviction do you know what I mean and then people are eating their meal and you've got like a car exhaust pipe blowing your scrambled eggs off. Right. I mean,
1: England was never really set up, was it, for al fresco?
0: No, it weren't.
1: It's a pretty quick turnaround to install that and make it look half decent. God only, I can only imagine in the height of a normal the height of a normal summer in London on the yeah. roadside is grim.
0: No, I know no. they're so desperate they're putting like tables and chairs over cycle lanes and shit, so you're getting like cyclists going past your free course meal. But where did you holiday in Manchester? You grew up in Manchester, where did you go? Was it Blackpool?
1: Uh, so I used to go from Manchester as a young kid with my mum and dad, my sister and we'd all go to Cornwall or Devon for the um, summer holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so places like St Ives and Poole, I actually can't remember them.
0: You can't even remember something?
1: Well, I don't know if that's weird or is that is that a thing? Like, I was young, a bit like Sky is now. She's not going to remember California last year. So I remember <laughs> it was nice
0: and <laughs> it was... <laughs> There was sand. Oh, they can have that for the poster. St. Ives, it's nice. There's sand. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Yeah. Now, I remember it fondly, but I don't remember yeah. details. I remember the sort of generic elements of it. But I was dead young, and I think only sort of eight or nine can I really start to remember trips, because that's when we got on an aeroplane. and oh, that right. Was, so I suppose that gear shift of, It was quite Mm. sort of standard. You go to the beach, you stayed in a little cottage. Da-da-da-da-da. It was very nice. And then our first trip abroad, we went to the the Dordoying in France.
0: Oh, there, yeah, very nice.
1: Yeah. Well, you say that. It was a camping (laughs) site.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine you camping. You're too elegant and sophisticated. Well,
1: you see, I must have had ideas of a misstation from a very young age because that, for me, was a no-go. And then I was also recalling as, you know, childhood holidays and sort of teenage holidays. And in my 20s, I remember going to Mexico and Guatemala with my partner at the time. And I thought I was really cool, like, you know, really sort of hippie backpacker and all that. And I absolutely loved it from the get-go. I was such a grumpy old man. I was miserable. I spent all my money, what little money I had on trinkets on day one. It's right, like, boom, gone. Everything's gone. I just need it.
0: That's so gay. <laughs> I've spent all my money on trinkets.
1: I still spend all my money on trinkets now, so not a lot has changed.
0: Hello, this is your captain speaking. We're about to go into some turbulence, so please make sure your seatbelts are on and keep a firm hold onto your trinkets.
1: And then they don't know nowhere to stay. We were, like, halfway through Mexico, down a couple trying to get over the border to Acapulco, to Guatemala, sorry. Yeah. Geography is not one of my finer points. (laughs) Probably probably languages and geography. What are you good at? Can you do anything? (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up sort of sofa surfing, I want to call it. And that was just like, for me, hell on earth. Like, who are you? I don't know. Can I stay on your sofa? Sure. Here's a few pennies. I was like, I can't sleep in this room. It's giving me, you know, funny feelings. Well, whatever it was, the polyester bedsheet, I, I couldn't bear it. So I had to get my dad to wire me some money to get in a little hotel and then quickly. So that wasn't going to work for me. You know, I'm not good camping. I'm not good backpacking. I don't want to go anywhere cold. I don't want to go anywhere that involves activity. So I'm quite niche. It's quite, it's quite limited, you
0: know. I I went backpacking round uh, Mexico and I'd saved up all, I worked in a call centre all year, saved up the money. And, you know, in your head, you think you can be an adventurer. And I'm a bit like you. I really struggled. And the first week I had Montezuma's Revenge, the squits. And then I was in the phone box ringing my mum up. And then behind it, the man um, was killing a pig. And like, and it was, I went, ah, mum. My mum is so horrible here, like this. And she went, "Alan, come home. I'll put a lasagna in." It was like the first, well, sort of first week of like a year-long trip. And I, my mum was like, "Come home and have a lasagna." And I'm like, "Well, I've... Slept How with old slept. were you? I was about twenty-two.
1: You're so, so, similar age. Like you think you know it all, and you're dead worldly, and oh, you know, you're not old. Oh, no, no, nothing. And I just, yeah. And my partner loved it. He was like, yeah. "Roll up your sleeves. Don't matter. I don't mind not having yeah. a wash for four nights." I'm yeah. like, "I can't even deal. That's not yeah. work for me." So yeah, I guess you are what you are, and it's there's no right or wrong.
0: But you know what my face is like. I mean, it was like a carry on film because you know in Mexico, especially Oaxaca, their de- delicacy is that um, cr- cr- was it called grasshopper oh. pizza? And I and I was, like, in the restaurant the man comes up, you want? I'm like, oh, lovely. And I do it, oh, <laughs> like, screaming at their delicacy. A grasshopper pizza, oh.
1: It sounds a bit like, imagine if you go in the jungle, like, you know, that show.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm a celebrity. People, they ask me every year to come in there. I mean, no way.
1: Exactly. I mean... I, if, if, if they ever asked me, not that they would, but if I imagine going in it, I think I still to this day sit here going, oh, I think I could do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think I'd mind a box of snakes thrown on my head. That'd be fun when actually, I probably, if I really think about it, no fucking yeah. way is that going to happen. I, I, I'm really quite a bit of a shit bag, I suppose.
0: Well, I'd be like Gemma Collins on it. Did you see her where she was saying, Please give me ham sandwich, babe? Just ham um, sandwich, that's why
1: was... Exactly.
0: What was it like with um obviously as a teenager when you were single? Did you have holiday romances? Did you get lucky on any of these holidays? I don't wanna know the ins and outs, literally, but did you fall in love on holiday? No. In a word. Not even like a waiter or someone or like a matador or
1: something. I could a pretend, if you me to... <laughs> shall, shall I just yeah, make a story on. up? Yes, yeah, go was, go on. There was this one time on an <laughs> oh, island in Greece... We made love all night. <laughs> so I've never really had a, a, a what do you call them, a romantic...
0: A bloody romantic? You haven't liked that? I mean, I'm not talking about full-on sex. I'm just saying a wink from, like, a man who has a pedalo or the man who has the donkey and he, like... Blows you kisses. Because I was in Tunisia and these men were blowing me kisses, but I think they were taking the piss.
1: But do you call that a holiday romance?
0: It is, love, when you look like this. That's as much (laughs) as I'm going to (laughs) get. I bought a ring and everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You had high hopes. Sure, I've been winked at, but I don't know if I'd put it in a category of holiday romance. Sorry, Sorry,
0: Alan. No, that's fine. That's fine. Just asking. Does Matthew Williamson complain? Do you complain? I can imagine you having a bit of a hissy fit. I can see you stamping your feet.
1: Do you mean on a plane complain? Well,
0: anywhere. I mean, somewhat travel-wise. I mean, do you like all this? No. Because I'm a one for noise. I hate that. And then I remember, like I said, in Mexico, you know, the room, I mean, admittedly, they were like only a couple of pesos, but there was a, an Alsatian on the bed in one place. And I was like, no, that's not good enough.
1: Exactly. So... You did complain.
0: Yes, I did. I don't want an Alsatian on my bed. Yeah. No. It winked at me. I class that as a holiday romance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take what you can get, Alan. And...
0: <laughs> I know it. Uh,
1: no, I don't. I don't I, what, do I complain? It's not a very British thing to do, is it? It's sort of, you know, stiff up a lip and pretend it's fine. So yeah, I suppose yeah, I yeah. try that for the most part. I try and just go, oh, it's, I can't be bothered. Let me just crack on with this rubbish. (laughs) But if it's really rubbish, um, it quite often is, is, isn't it? Whether it's service or kind of below par. There's one instance I remember and my anger got out of control and in a complaint. (laughs) (laughs) And it actually had a positive and happy ending because it was on a plane. And I was sat there quite happily even though I hate planes probably now no surprise to you I find the whole thing rather (laughs) traumatic (laughs) yay let's get on the plane Um, (laughs) chicken orbit you know the whole thing's just a bit bizarre um so I'd rather sort of it didn't have to happen but I obviously you know we all have to get go through the motions to get where we're trying to get to and on this particular journey I sort of pressed me button and said, oh, hello, can I have a Bloody Mary, please? And so this lady looked at me like it was a really bizarre request. And I'm sort of like, well, that's quite standard on a plane, isn't it? Abba said it really weirdly. Is it my accent? Shall I say it again? Like, and she sort of looked at me. Anyway, so we just didn't get on. She didn't like my face. I think I have that kind of face that you either think it's brilliant or you just like back, back away. And she was like... You're, you're a problem and you're asking for a problem drink and I'm not happy about it. She goes off, she comes back and I swear to God she dumped down on this tray about 15 condiments. It was like a do-it-yourself uh, bloody Mary. And I looked at my partner and I went, what have I done? And he went, I don't know. I don't think she liked." I'm like, that's not a drink, is it? That's, the ingredients of a drink. Am <laughs> I supposed to assemble it like a bloody wet cocktail shaker? I don't get what I've done. And I was just angry. I wanted a <laughs> cigarette. I was livid. And <laughs> so I thought, right, I'm going to go back to her. And So I did. I really kicked off. And she just got more and more riled. And it just got worse and worse and worse. It was like a right kerfuffle. And then the, she didn't bring the ice. Then she did bring... And in the end, I thought I was really clever because I went, excuse me, do you, <laughs> do you think you could go and get me your CSD? And she looked at me like, oh, shit, this guy knows shit that you shouldn't really know. Mm. And I knew what a CSD was because my partner next to me used to be a cabin crew. And, and that's the, the phrase for a cabin service director, so I was basically going, listen, love, go and get your boss. I'm livid. I'm paying a lot of money here for this seat. You've just flung this stuff at me, like as if it's, you know, it's, it's not cool. Anyway, out comes the CSD. And I'm like, hello, sorry, don't mean to cause a problem, but look at that. That's, you know, I just wanted a Bloody Mary. I'm, like, oh, I'm awfully sorry, Mr. Wimson. She goes back, she makes the drink, comes back and goes, would you like to come further up the plane and move me up a, a cabin to apologise. So in that instance, the complaint worked. Yeah,
0: good for you. And now anyone listening, just say CSD. CSD. Can I speak to your CSD, please? Yeah. Do you reckon they have them on Ryanair and stuff, or do you reckon they'll be like, you are?
1: <laughs> I don't know it stretches that far. But I think it's <laughs> changed recently, CSD, to CSM or something. <laughs> C... Anyway, it, I don't know. It worked back then, yes.
0: Well, it worked.
1: But no, I've not complained since then, because it really sort of was... It's not nice, is it? When you... No,
0: no. It puts you in a bad mood when you complain, but sometimes you just have to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Pick your battles.
0: Just to remind our passengers, we have an extensive range of beverages for you on this flight. Tea, coffee, soft drinks and Bloody Mary, which you will have to assemble yourself. Thank you. I know you said you like trinkets, but listen, I've seen I've seen how gorgeous your house is, and ho- hopefully one day I'd like to see it in the flesh. You don't collect tea towels or fridge magnets, do you? Because I look at your house and I'm thinking that's not someone that's got like you know an Eiffel Tower key ring or the Taj Mahal tea towel.
1: No, I've not got fridge magnets, I'm afraid, because um, my fridge is covered behind a cupboard because it fridge is a fridge in it so it's kind of I'm very obsessed about how stuff looks surprise surprise Well, that's like your a, like, job. yeah it's kind of in my bones it's kind of what I do and obviously homes now are so important to everyone they were important before the p- pandemic but I think we're all sort of largely yeah. coming around to this idea that wow yeah. they are proper places that we you know, functioning. It's not just for sleeping and eating mm-hmm. and we're in them so much. So I've spent a career of, you know, a long time sort of refining perfecting and, you know, I'm an interior designer. That's what I do. So yeah, my house looks lovely. It's my job to make it look good and function well. Um, so I don't have fridge magnets. Um, and
0: I love your stuff. And you know, cause you know, I bought, that gorgeous tray. I love that. It's so gorgeous. But, you know, I don't want to use it. Use. I mean, I can't take Paul's chips upstairs on that. It's so ornate.
1: You see, that's funny you say that because that's that sort of save the best till, you know, save you Sunday the best kind of thing, isn't it? That's yeah. quite a sort of traditional mindset. And I think you could break that down now, Alan. I think you, you need to go, fuck it, all bets off. It's a tray. What am I saving it for?
0: Well, you always think, like, the Pope's going to pop round or, like, Madonna or someone or Mariah Carey. Maybe Adele, maybe Adele, but you know we're like um, Bessie mates. No.
1: (laughs) If Adele pops round, you can still get your monkey tray out.
0: I suppose so. You're right.
1: (laughs) Put it to you, Sal, and let it see the light of day.
0: Yeah, it's too good to be put away. I'm just saving it for best.
1: But that's what I do now, like, with the place we're now in. I'm sort of a bit like that. I'm like, oh, sod it. Let's light some candles on the dinner table. Just those little touches, you know, seconds of the day. Put some slippers at the side of your bed or, I don't know, a carafe of water. Pretend you're in a hotel. Why not have a nice little lamp in your bathroom? All these little bits and bobs. How quickly is it to throw a tablecloth on your kitchen table? And all of a sudden... It doesn't matter what your dinner looks like, because your tablecloth looks great. I love that little trick—tricks to trick the eye—and just yeah. you know, a blanket at the end of your bed folded down. All those little things just make your home, a, make your house a home. Yeah, and, and a fridge magnet.
0: Cross checks to manual. Cross checks to manual. We will soon be descending into Palmer. Now listen, we're, we're about to finish our flight, but I've got a quick fire round, which is six ridiculous questions that you don't even have to think about. Is that all right? Go for it. Mojito or mint tea? Mojito. Nudist or not on your Nelly?
1: Not on your Nelly. Hammock or Hilton.
0: It's meant to be, can you rough it or not, but I'm guessing from your... um... (laughs) What is it? You know the answer to that one, Alan. (laughs) Anything but a hammock. (laughs) Culture vulture or beach babe? Do you go to museums and art galleries? I'd be more
1: swayed that way than a beach. I'm not a fan of the beach. I can see the beach from my house. And it's lovely, but I don't (laughs) want to go on it. sandy, it's wet, cold. Why would you do that? I don't know.
0: And the last one, tip them or fuck them, which is (laughs) like
1: Oh, Beverly, both. Can you have both?
0: (laughs) No, it's like, because there's this mentality. I'm tipper, but you know when you go on the last day, you've had great service or, you know, like this, or the chambermaid's bin. There is that etiquette, leave them some tip. But then you get some people like, fuck them, I'll never see them again. And it's so mean-spirited. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you do tip them, but some people think, fuck them.
1: (laughs) I thought that, I interpreted that question totally different. I thought the question was, tip them or fuck them?
0: Oh. Oh, yeah, because I, I interviewed Tom Jones and he went boof. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I... it was sort of like an option to tip and oh. fuck. Oh, I'll have to change that.
1: Bit rude.
0: <laughs> no,
1: it's not. It's just my I've mind. I've got no
0: pesos. Unzip. Will this do?
1: <laughs> I think it must be my dirty mind. I would definitely tip.
0: Matthew, thank you so much, love.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. anytime.
0: Thank you for flying Alan Air. Oh, Matthew, I've absolutely loved chatting to you. Scared of sand and yet you live in Mallorca. Who knew? Why not check out Matthew's website, MatthewWilliamson.com. It is absolutely chocker with the most inspirational and beautiful wallpapers, material, cushions, rugs. It's absolutely lovely. And, of course, you can always check out Matthew Williamson's Instagram. If you love the podcast, why not subscribe and give us a fantastic rating? If you don't like it, why are you still listening? Just go away. Go away. Get away! Get out of here! Get up! Come on! Two, one.